oftentimes entrepreneurs think they're the best in everything and they have to be the best. But if you are the best in everything, then you're certainly not going to grow your business. You have to have people that are smarter than you around you. Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. Hey, can you do me a favor? While you're listening to this podcast, can you open a web browser and type in officialnatashamiller.com? Yes, this is my brand new website that I built for you. Entrepreneurs that want to scale and grow their businesses. It's packed full of information, articles, blog posts, podcasts, and also you can download the free Profit Finder Guide that helps you find more profit in your current business. You can get on the wait list for my digital course and be the first to know when my book, Relentless, is up for presale. Mark Lachance is a serial entrepreneur, strategic thinker, and investor. He has a deep understanding of blitzscaling companies. He's the CEO and lead investor of MaxiMedia Inc., one of the largest TikTok, Facebook, and Snapchat performance marketing agencies in the world. His new book, The Lucky Formula, releases on November 16th. Now let's get right into it. I've gone from construction to sports to payments, which basically fintech, to nutrition and fitness. <laughs> And then to uh, media and digital marketing. So kind of like five careers spanning over the last 30 years. Okay. Well, not all of those careers are in your bio. So what is going on with you? I mean, I love (laughs) it. Don't take this as negative, but wow. (laughs) Well, I write in the book that I often think sometimes, am I leaving an opportunity too soon? Am I running away from an opportunity? But I don't see it that way. Actually, I see it as going after greater opportunities. So I'll give you a great example, a great story that back in 2013, I launched a company in 2009 called Evo Canada. And we had over 200 employees who grew really quickly. And in 2013, the banks finally woke up because we were taking market share big time. We had a direct sales model. So we had 115 sales reps in each little market across Canada, each nook and cranny of the marketplace. And we would book them appointments. So we'd give them three to four appointments on a daily basis. So we came up with this awesome, I call it the ultimate sales machine. We had our mega machine, booking appointments, management, and recruiting machine as well. So the banks were sleeping in 2009 when we launched the business. And they were charging rates of, and I'm sure you accept credit cards for your business, right? I know you do. All right, I don't know you do, but I assume you do. You Maybe you Stripe or one of those guys, and you're probably getting charged 2.3, 2.4. Banks were charging 5% for a restaurant or any merchant to accept a credit card payment. So we swooped in and cut those rates in half. And I saw a major opportunity there. And then in 2013, I wanted to sell the company and kind of it didn't happen. And then finally got to sell it And after I applied some pressure and, and got the sale done in 2016 for myself. But That's kind of my story in the fintech space. A little bit, I can go on and on. But Actually, let's just skip because it's such opposite ends of the spectrum. Fintech, how in God's name did you happen upon MaxiMedia, TikTok? Like you are super cool. Your kids must think, actually, they probably don't think you're that cool. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They think I'm unbelievable. No, no. 
So what had happened was after I sold my company in 2016 or sold my shares in Evo Canada in 2016, my wife had already started a fitness and nutrition business called Fit Club 24. And we had about 25 locations at that time. I invested in it. It was started in 2013, grew pretty quickly. So I started doing the social media marketing. So that's right around that time. Facebook, the ad platform was kind of kind of new, I guess, at that time. And so I understood how to media buy and I was driving in the leads and closing some of them myself. And then finally, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I buying the media for and trying to sell and trying to manage and, and, and it's the classic entrepreneur, which I can get into later, but the entrepreneur's dilemma. So then finally, I started interviewing different uh, organizations to take over the media buy from me because I wouldn't consider myself an incredible media buyer at all, especially today with the way the platforms have changed. But anyway, so I kept on interviewing, interviewing, and nobody could beat my, my number. Nobody could beat my cost per lead of $12.52 to get somebody to sit down in front of our coaches, our health coaches. And finally, this gentleman named Max of Maxine Media walked through my door and completely obliterated my numbers. So then we got to be friends. I gave him the business. And then over Wait, time- by how much? What did you get down crushed to? Crushed it, $2.12. I like that number. I'd like it right. to be lower too, but I still love it. <laughs> so anyway, so we get to be good friends over time. And then I saw an opportunity and I like to find undervalued assets. And I saw him as an undervalued asset, meaning he has a special skill. He understood how to media buy and he understood how to find that sort of opportunity in the diamond in the rough. And I said, look, why don't we combine our skills? You're a one-man shop. I know how to blitz scale businesses and uh, let's do it. So, you know. The rest is kind of history. We started in 2017 and now it's 2021. We have 250 employees from two and we're kind of rocking pretty good here. So we're, you are we're kind excited. of rocking. So you describe yourself or you refer to yourself among other things as a blitzscaler. What does that mean to you? So blitzscaling is the ability to take a business from zero and go to a thousand pretty quickly, but you only can do that after you've taken many, many beatings. And I use the term entrepreneur's dilemma. So to give you a story around what I mean by that, it was 2010. It was always, or I don't know about you, Nikhil, you can ask me, answer this question. Around your birthday, do you kind of get a rebirth? Do you feel like you rebirth a little bit? I do. Every So it's coming this year. Anyway, my birthday is on December 13th. So it was around December of 2010. And I was sitting at my desk completely fried and stressed out. I had at the time 200 employees, like I said, in Evo Canada, and my email box was filled with like a thousand emails. And I was completely burned out because at the time I felt like I had to do everything. I had to know about sales. I had to know about marketing. I had to know about telemarketing. I had to know about accounting and finance and customer service. And I had to know everything. And then so I said, there's got to be a better way. I, I want to quit this business. I want to crawl under a rock and cry. So I was typing online, I need a mentor. So business mentor and Tony Robbins kept on coming up and coming up. And lo and behold, in January, early You know why? January, because he had a great media buyer and he great social media campaigns. There you go. But <laughs> you're absolutely right. So lo and behold, he had an event called Business Mastery. And um, I am giving him a plug right now because it changed my life. And so Tony taught me and all of the speakers taught me that I was the problem in my business. You're stuck or you're not growing because of yourself. It's your problem. 
And so from there, I learned that I didn't have the right people around me. If you think you're going to do everything and grow blitz scale a business or scale a business, it's never going to happen. So the key is you need to have people around you that are much better than you are, smarter than you are. And Natasha, I think in our last conversation, we had spoken about this. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs think they're the best in everything and they have to be the best. But if you are the best in everything, then you're certainly not going to grow your business. You have to have people that are smarter than you around you. So, I mean, fast forward to today, I don't even media buy. I don't do any of the creatives on TikTok. I don't do any of that stuff. I have the best people around me doing it. So that allows us to, to blitz scale. And, and Yeah. What do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, write I'm, a I'm book. The, yeah, I wrote a book. No, I'm the CEO and CFO actually right now, but I just hired a VP of finance. Yeah. And he's going to be taking over all the CFO roles. I like to understand. I like to know the numbers and what's in the bank, every dollar that's in the bank so that uh, I know our cash flow. But I'm giving that over. So I, and also we're raising capital right now. So I can get into some crazy stories about valuations. And if you want. Wow. Right. Valuations. And I mean, I was going to ask at the end and then decided not to, but now I'm going to. So if you're talking about raising capital, I'm going to assume there's going to be, and based on your past, an exit that you're driving to. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, first we're taking care of all the employees. So we have a stock option plan we're rolling out right now. So we want to make sure everybody gets the win. Now, there's a great book by Richard Koch called The Star Principle. Amazing book, by the way. And this is great for your viewers. If they want to get into a business, make sure you find a star industry, an industry that's growing by between 10 and 30% a year in businesses. And if you want to join a business, And if you're not an entrepreneur, join a business that's growing by that same clip and you're going to do very, very well. I mean, there's other businesses, as you know, maybe manufacturing and things like that are growing that four or 5% a year, but digital marketing and anything digital right now is growing more than 30%. I mean, our business tripled last year. So I listened to one of your podcasts yesterday about 200% growth. So our business this year grew 300%. So we're pretty excited about that. So you knocked Will Curran out of the park. Just kidding. I didn't mean mean No, it's totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. So, okay, Mr. Lucky, your new book (laughs) comes out on November 16th. It's called The Lucky Formula. This is your opportunity to give us all the juicy details and make us want to buy it. Oh, first of all, look at that clover on there. It's got the... Look at that. It's got the formulas embedded in the clover. So that's awesome. Four leaf clover. No, anyway, it's about how to stack the odds in your favor and cash in on success. The premise is luck is not a fluke. It's an actual formula. So there's a way to attract luck in your life, to attract success, to attract happiness. And it's a step-by-step formula. So the formula itself is internal mastery or internal mastery over the conditions of your internal self plus external mastery plus action equals luck. And I step you through step by step by step. Mm -hmm. So to give you an example, it's like, for example, your crew. So Natasha, I know your crew, the people you hang around with are rock stars. And that's one of the formulas in the book. And if you hang around with rock stars, you're obviously going to pick up rock stars, rock star vibes and rock star thought processes. And just to give you an example, so I had dinner about a month ago with a gentleman who's a multi-billionaire. And I'm not a multi-billionaire yet, but working on it. So, but anyway, so this gentleman, just the thought process and the thinking that this gentleman had was incredible. And the knowledge that I pulled from that one dinner was earth shattering for me. So the point is that within the book, it teaches you that the five people you hang around with, not to steal from Jim Rohn, but I'm going to, 
You're the average of the five people you hang around. So if you're hanging around with Natasha, I know you work with some of the biggest tech companies in Silicon Valley. So imagine you're hanging around with those CEOs, your brain's on fire. And I know your accomplishments are off the charts. So it's probably largely because of who you hang around, right? So that's a key factor. Other factors like mastering your narrative, the story you tell yourself. So Natasha, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, do you tell yourself that you're a rock star or do you tell yourself, oh no, this day is going to be terrible and I'm so afraid and I'm so nervous and blah. What do you tell yourself? I know I'm a rock star. So I wake up in the morning and I take my time because I know I don't have to fret. I'm not in panic mode. And when I'm ready to get into my complete groove, which honestly is between 10 and three during the day, that's where I do my best work. I just sink my teeth into it and I love it. There you go. So you're prepared. The narrative you tell yourself is that you're awesome. You're a rock star. I'm sure you have affirmations that you tell yourself. For example, I have nine that I say, I'm a fearless leader. I am awesome. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am lucky. I am happy, so on and so forth. So I tell myself that constantly. Visualization. And I assume you visualize. I assume you see. Like So for example, I was just doing my wins of the day, right? Just doing these, just before yeah. this call. Wins of the day are my goals. I'm not done. But I do this on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Acknowledging. So a lot of people, they believe because of the stories they were told by their parents or by their circle or where they grew up that they're losers or they'll never be a success. But I think anybody can be a success. And if you change that story in your mind, so the book teaches you how to change the story in your mind, teaches you how to hang around with the right people, teaches you the step-by-step things that will happen to get you lucky. And I'll have a story for you. I wish so, I had this book when I was 16 and again, when I was 23 and again in 2009, like I well, see you're, the you're milestones. 25, you're 25, Natasha, so you can get it now. And <laughs> But here's a, an example of stacking the odds in your favor. So I'm heavy into biohacking. I was at Dave Asprey's event a few, a few weeks ago, and I've been reading his books and reading health and fitness and nutrition and things like that. So I was at the event and I'm sitting at lunch and a woman sits right next to me. She's, uh, turns out her name is Kim. And I asked her what she did. And she's like, well, my daughter's right over there. She's the 25th ranked tennis player in the world. I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable. And what about you? What do you do? Well, I'm I'm the president of the Buffalo Sabres. I'm like, that's incredible, right? First of all, a woman president in NHL, like is off the charts awesome. So I started talking to her about some of the players. And, you know, I used to be an agent, by the way. I think we spoke about this. So I know a lot about the, the league and teams. And so then I looked down at her nameplate and it's Kim Pagula who's the, turns out, I'm like, oh, you're not only the president, you're the owner. And you also own the Buffalo Bills, which is the football team. So I start talking to her, we start talking about the football team and what are the issues? Like, what are the issues in marketing? So she says that her demographic is 50-year-old males. And I'm like, well, I might have a solution for you. So I literally got my phone out and called my creative team. I said, I need creatives ASAP on attracting Gen Z to the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. A new so market. Exactly, exactly. She said, basically, boomers are her target market or Xers. So anyway, so Gen Z, so they whipped up five videos quickly and they were amazing. I sent them over to her and she was still at the event. I'm like, Kim, check these out. So we don't have the account yet, but the point is I put myself in that position to get lucky to meet the owner of the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres to potentially get a massive account. So that's how you stack the odds. You you start 
slowly but surely stacking the odds in your favor. So is it luck that I sat next to her or did I put myself in that position? That's the point. That's amazing. Did you get that account? I hope. We're in the process of, we don't have it yet, but even if we don't, I don't care. It was a great experience. I'm going to tag them on this episode when we launch it. (laughs) Kim, are you listening? Okay. So let's talk about the book. What are your goals for the book? Are you trying to make money on the book sales, on speaking engagements? Are you trying to drive more business into your funnel at Maxi? Are you trying to really reach out and help entrepreneurs and just people in general? I think it's twofold. So I was working with a coach, a psychologist, who's my coach, Srini Pillay, who's in the book as well. He's an amazing, he's at Harvard uh, Medical, and he taught me detail on how to visualize. And he asked me that question. He's like, what drives you? And I was thinking, and I'm like, I love when I was on the sales floor with my team, getting on the phone and closing a sale. And I would love when I taught a little kid how to shoot, put the puck in the top corner, how to take a shot and put it in the top corner, score a goal. And so part is to get the story, to collect the stories of people that are successful because they implemented the formula. So I love when people, when I'm able to teach somebody to do something great, and I know I have a lot of successes and a lot of failures, by the way, because failure is a part of the formula. You have to fail. fail failure to is part of the process. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I know you have read it, but there's a mega failure in my life. So <laughs> that's going to be a good teaching process. So the goal is teach people my failures and successes, teach people the formula itself, collect the success stories, which I'm excited for. And then also to brand myself as a thought leader, we'll say, and then brand myself as a blitz scaling CEO, because we are going out to raise capital at some point. And, uh, the book will be, be helpful for that. That's the goal. <laughs> How are you going to collect the stories? Do you have a mechanism for that? Do you have well, a lead funnel? Like, Do you have a way to get that from people and um, then be able to repurpose it? Well, we're launching, we're going to be launching it on my website. So marklachance.com. So thank you very much. And I do have a gift for everybody at the end, by the way. So, so we'll be collecting those stories there. Wait, are you giving out NFTs like Gary V? We actually have an NFT we're launching, by the way. So (laughs) anyway, we're not giving out NFTs. But anyways, (laughs) I am going to give you guys the lucky quiz though at the end. You want me to do it now or you want me to do it later? I mean, sure. Yeah, let's do it now. Lucky quiz. So this is a gift for all of your followers. And listeners, the lucky quiz, it's you're going to find it at theluckyformula.com slash quiz. Again, theluckyformula.com slash quiz. And it's going to give you your lucky score on a scale of one to 100. What's your score? How lucky are you? And then it's going to give you tips and tricks on how to get more lucky and more successful. Yeah. So I want to say that, you know, if someone like me who wakes up and knows I'm a rock star, that does not mean that I don't need to learn more or I can't gain more knowledge by listening to other people's stories or reading other people's books. So I look forward to it. I want to find out my score and I'll let you know what it is. So what are the key points? If you had to think of sort of disseminating all of your wins and losses. What are the key points for entrepreneurs who want to scale and grow their businesses? So the key point is, and you hear this all the time, you're in Silicon Valley, fail fast, right? You hear that all the time. So a key point is you have to fail to learn. And a lot of times young entrepreneurs don't understand, they don't get the entrepreneur's dilemma. Again, this is a point I want to drive home. They believe that they're the smartest, the best, the blah, they believe that. I'm going to tell you, you're not, you cannot be the smartest in everything. 
hire the best around. And here's another thing that people get sort of territorial. Well, if I hire somebody smarter than me, mm-hmm. they're going to shine more than me. I've Let got a story. That's the point, right? So yeah. I've got to around my nutrition business because it's a direct sales business. And we're the number one seller of nutrition products in Canada for this particular company. But one of our coaches, I was trying to explain to him, like, listen, the more you allow your people to shine, the more you are going to be put on that stage and get to speak, right? The more you will shine, but people don't understand that. They get, the ego gets involved, right? So mm-hmm. I would say a huge part of the formula is drop the ego to hire superstars around you and they elevate you to superstar status. That's kind of a big learning from this book. It took me a long time to get there and it took many iterations and many different people telling me this reading it in different ways. And then when it started clicking, right, I was like shifting gears, you can kind of click in and you're not quite there. But when it finally clicked in, I'm like, oh, great, this is amazing. I'm going to do this one or three things. And I'm going to stay in my lane. And I'm going to delegate and uplift and let people grow. They might grow into their role, or we might bring somebody that's in just so way overhead. Sometimes though, that doesn't always work. But thank you for saying that. Again, wish I knew that 20 years ago. So you're really successful. You're a rock star. But what is the biggest challenge you have right now today in your main core business? Well, right now we need to diversify our revenue right now. So we're we're focused. I mean, we have three streams of revenue, but it's far too concentrated on one of them. So our main focus and our main, I think you can call it challenge, but I think it's a good challenge is diversifying outside. So we're taking out a verticalized approach. So for example, we're going after the education vertical, the loan, the financial services vertical, which is personal loans, insurance as well. So we're hiring a rock star czar. I'll call him the vertical czar, and we're going to put him in charge of the three different verticals that we want to attack. Mm-hmm. So it's number one, finding that person, and which we believe we did. I have a meeting tomorrow, just so you know. Congratulations <laughs> and, in advance to that person. <laughs> and so that's kind of the challenge. The challenge is diversifying our revenue so that we can maximize our multiple. and our. So goal. let me rephrase what I think I just heard from you, knowing about what you do for your business. If TikTok closed down tomorrow, was not in existence, poof, gone, what would that do to your business? Well, 62% of our traffic right now is TikTok, but we could shift that over to, actually, it would hurt us, 62%. So yeah. we're diversifying I mean, you, can, you can pivot, you can make some moves, but tomorrow your business would be down 62%. Absolutely. And I'll give you a story around that. So back two years ago, before we got into TikTok, which is a blessing, Facebook shut us down. I'm sure you heard this story a lot. Facebook literally shut our account down. And we got it back two months later. But imagine being idle for two months. It's incredible. So our business went from massive revenue to zero overnight. So we learned the hard way to diversify your revenue. When that happens, do you say, okay, this is another moment. This is another challenge. We are going to be fine. I don't know how yet, but we're going to be fine. Or do you say, oh, shit. We're losing everything. Oh my God. 20 years ago, I would have been that person. But today I'm the other guy because I truly live the formula. Meditation, for example. I think you meditate. I think you told me that last time. I don't meditate. But what I do, which I think you said was my meditation, is when I'm stressed out or upset, I go to my piano 
and about it is. half hour to two hours of playing, sometimes singing, but playing. And it does, takes me to another world. Absolutely. So that's, you get into a meditative state, which is I meditate every day, 21 minutes per day, mm-hmm. plus other techniques. But anyway, so when I started that technique six years ago, the voices and the crazy fears that everybody gets are gone. So today I would see it as a positive challenge. And in the past, I'd have been freaked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. Such great information for people listening, because it might just be one of those clicks, right? That I was talking about that add up to finally finding the gear that you need to be in. So your strategy for growth, it sounds like it's actually the reverse of the challenger facing. Is that right? Well, our strategy for growth is twofold, actually. It's going to be acquisition of other companies, and it's going to be acquisition of amazing talent to diversify our revenue and our channels. So we just brought on a gentleman who is quite adept at YouTube, which we're not, we have zero traffic on YouTube right now. So we're focused on TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. So now we're hiring our Google and a YouTube. So we're going to diversify our traffic and also our revenue sources. Mm-hmm. That'll increase our value quickly. Right. So what are you looking for growth for next year? Is there a number you're targeting as far as percentage of growth? So we grew by 300% this year. That's painful. You don't want to do that again, do you? Of course I do. If you have the right people, it doesn't matter. It's not painful, actually. Right. So we want to grow. That's our target is to grow by another 300% this year. And so it'll get us to close to that billion dollar mark if we can hit our in value. At least that's the way I'm valuing it. (laughs) (laughs) You can ask Mr. Wonderful what he thinks of Mr. Lucky's valuation. (laughs) We heard about Mr. Lucky's not-so-lucky moments, his mindset for success, and his approach to working on his business rather than doing everything. For more information, please go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? go to my website, officialnatashamiller.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. 